Good evening, everybody. This is Matthew from Don't Unfriend Me. It's Monday, December 14th, episode 60. I've already got the banner up because I have done a recording and then I realized that my mic wasn't working. Folks, always make sure your mic's working before you start recording, just in case you're ever going to do a podcast. Sound is important. It's at least 50% of the experience if you're on a video cast and 100% of the experience if you're on a podcast. So it doesn't do you much good if you forget it, but I'll try not to forget. I'm going to get right into it tonight because I expect a little bit of a shorter episode. I've got a lot to talk about, but I'm going to stick with one topic tonight. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about a, a, a joke that I just heard, and I have to go ahead and talk about it. Dwayne Johnson, you know, his family, The Rock, uh, they all got COVID. I don't know if you've heard. And this is a joke, folks, so please don't go on a social media and have The Rock come kill me. But all his family got the, got the COVID. They got the vid. And there weren't enough tests to go around. So do you all understand and know how they found out they had COVID? It's pretty easy. They could no longer smell what The Rock was cooking. Sometimes those one-liners are okay. They're they're fine. They're, they're they're not as grandiose as most of my stories. And I had a fantastic one, but it took seven minutes. And I was like, you know what? When I redo this next one, I'm going to look for a quick one-liner because I don't want to rush through it. I, I I really just don't do my best when that happens, folks. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. The storm is coming in. We are going to get some wicked weather, and we should have our first snow. We had our first snow of the season today. It came down just a little bit. It didn't stick, of course. But over the next 48 hours, we're supposed to have anywhere from 12 to 18 inches. And I am just fantastic with that. I say, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And I haven't felt that way since I was down in Miami, Florida. No, no Miami Vice fans here. Don Johnson, cocaine, cocaina. No, okay. Mises Tablos. No, all right, whatever. <sighs> Folks, we're going to have a good show tonight. It's episode 60, it's December 14th. No, I've already done that, but I figured I'd do it again. Social media is all right here. Join it. Subscribe, like, share, do all those wonderful things. Throw me a follow. I would appreciate it. If you follow me on Facebook, that allows you to see when I go live, when I do updates, things that affect. If you like it, it allows you to share with your friends. In fact, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, if you go up to the three dots, click those and hit share with friends, you can share this show with everybody. Now, you can only do 50 at a time. So make sure you annoy everybody equally by selecting 50 and hitting submit and then doing another 50. People love that, randomly being invited to pages I've heard. What are we going to talk about tonight? Well, we're going to talk about a couple things, but all about one general topic. You know, I'll be honest with you. When we ran out of toilet paper, I really didn't have anything to use. So I just used old time magazines. And that's fantastic since they basically are the same texture and the same makeup and the same value as toilet paper. I really don't care what Time Magazine says. There's not a magazine that I do trust. Rolling Stone was the last magazine I really read, and that's turned about as liberal as possible. I mean, even Field of Stream seems to be going that way as we want to save all the fish and we don't want to kill any deer. And we don't want to shoot them anymore. We just want to aim at them and pretend with laser guns that we hit them and bag the deer. 
It's just not quite the same. Catch and release hunting? No, I don't think so. Not a big fan of Time Magazine. And honestly, when they select a person of the year, I just kind of treat it like the Academy Awards. Nobody black will ever win, and it really doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing, is I don't think that's right. I think the Time Magazine should pick the most qualified or the person who has done the most amazing things. When Steve Jobs was the person of the year, I thought that was a fantastic choice. Martin Luther King, fantastic choice. I think they've done a great job selecting people in the past, but recently it's become political and completely stupid and arbitrary. And the people they pick haven't done anything yet. When they picked Donald Trump, he wasn't the person of the year. He just got in. And yes, he came down to the golden escalator, but there are other choices. It's just not the president. There are other people who make large impacts. And tonight we're going to walk through that. And by the way, the black comment in the Oscars wasn't racist. They shouldn't have fired Kevin Hart and shouldn't have made him quit. He did nothing wrong. We're not going to get into cancel culture, but my point is, is the Academy is inherently racist and doesn't give the Academy Award to the people who truly deserve it. And does, isn't that interesting? The fact that Star Wars didn't get an Academy Award tells me everything I need to know about the Oscars and the Academy. Moving on, that was me trying to backpedal and realizing I said something that was insensitive that people might misconstrue. But alas, that can happen every night. Let's move on. Time Magazine, Person of the Year. Wait a second. Person of the Year? Am I seeing double? Is that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden? And why are you assuming their gender and their pronoun with calling them a person? Did you ask them? Shouldn't it be they of the year or G or SWE or Z of the year? Not very sensitive. You better check your privilege, Time Magazine, and explain to me what they've done. Kamala Harris, I'm still wondering what she's done. And Joe Biden's been there for 47 years, and the only thing he managed to do was steal the election. I just got flagged by YouTube. Thanks a lot, everybody, for making me say that. Because I said election one time in my show, I'll now get a ticker. Really appreciate it, folks. So let's explore some other people, some other persons of the year or peoples of the year. Because it shouldn't just be one. Well, how about this guy? How about the real Slim Shady? He just got a vaccine rolled out. Isn't that interesting? Even though everyone said he couldn't do it. The man is single-handedly usurping our constitution of the United States and refuses to leave office or even acknowledge that Joe Biden was in the race to begin with. You got to love that. There's nothing better. He needs gangster glasses with a little cigarette coming out of his mouth. The real Slim Shady has stood up, folks. He was bulletproof. He was more bulletproof than Tupac and Biggie. This guy's been hit by every person that could possibly hit him to take him out of office and nothing's happened. He's bulletproof. He's fantastic. Put him on the magazine cover. And I know you did it four years ago, but who cares? Give him one last hurrah. It's going to sell you a ton of magazines, at least 74 million of them. You could at least put him on the cover one more time. This picture would have been perfect. He got one Trump up. And honestly, if we do this for the first time in our show, we now have one, two, three, four Trumps up. How cool is that? You don't get any better than that than four Trumps up. Nothing's better than four Trumps up unless somebody has five. The next thing, we have the wrong Joe in office. This Joe should represent Americans because idiocracy was supposed to be a joke and a comedy, not a script for what's supposed to happen in the world. Yes, plants crave electrolytes. We all know that. We don't need to give them water anymore. Let's go on the Ocho. Hector Camacho should be the president 
And Joe should be the vice president. But this is what the world's coming to. When you force people behind closed doors and they don't have any social interaction and kids can't learn in school anymore and they just stand and drool like they're on some sort of tranquilizer as they watch that digital screen of ones and zeros penetrate their brain and turn them into mush and zombies. Because remember, screen time was one hour a week. Now it's eight to ten hours a day, folks. Idiocracy. It's fantastic. Joe for the person of the year. And if we're really going to celebrate Kamala and Joe Biden as winning the presidential election, can we give the person who really, really earned it the coronavirus? COVID-19 is coming to town, folks, and it kind of looks like Santa Claus. He's got the gray going on for the beard, the red and white, and he looks kind of fat and jolly. Wear a mask, Mother Blanker, because COVID-19 is coming to town. And we all know that Joe and Kamala never, ever, ever would have won if it wasn't for COVID-19 and the forcing making people stay home for nine months and then telling them that they're going to receive 150 million unsolicited ballots and that none of those could be sent in by one person multiple times. That certainly was wrong. And they couldn't send in that ballot and then go vote at the center while it was in the mail and then be counted as a double vote. But I digress. COVID-19 that's not the reason. It's that Joe and Kamala were the most popular presidential candidates in u.s history i can't fake a laugh that fake i don't know about this this photo is interesting if you saw where i cut off there was three other doctors and nurses it's the most diverse group i've ever seen it almost looks like a provasic commercial there was a chinese person a filipino a black person and they got rosario dawson to be on the cover and isn't she just the most badass jedi you've ever seen with those white lightsabers amazing but the medical professionals if we're going to pick multiple people like joe and kamala explain to me why we didn't pick all the medical professionals and frontline workers do we not love them anymore is that it is that they haven't worked hard enough they haven't put in those 24-hour days and they haven't haven't been able to deal with all the idiots who won't wear masks and wash their hands and say that their rights are being taken away because they're asked to just do their part in society? No? Okay, well, I guess the medical workers aren't worth it anymore. Thanks for all you did, but you are definitely not the person or peoples of the year. Here's the true people of the year. Democratic turnout. As Morgan Freeman would say, get busy living or get busy voting. All the headstones, we want to give them a round of applause for voting and turning out for the Democrats. It was a dead bang. It was a dead ringer. They had it in the bag, baby. Look what they've done. They've gotten dead people to vote at record numbers. And really, those are the people of the year. They might be a little cold and they might be turning a little green, but they just really showed up when it was important for the Democrats to pull out an election during one of the worst crises of the world. Because they couldn't even win with live people, they had to go ahead and recruit in the cemeteries. Fantastic, Democrats. You should hold your head high. If we go ahead and take a look at some other things, let's look at Antifa. Why aren't they on the list? I mean, they've got the same colors as time. And as if we didn't have enough reasons to hate millennials already, Antifa comes around. The anti-fascist fascists. The people, no, 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 we're the really, really good people because we wear black masks and cover our face. Why? Because people want to attack us. So we're going to wear masks and go out and attack people before they attack us. I don't understand. And Antifa, why do you look like the Third Reich? What's up with the all black? And please, yellow sunglasses with black, it clashes. And what's up with the guy wearing day green? I don't quite understand. 
You kind of stand out that way. You're sending mixed messages. Black and green clash, my friend. Look like a dilapidated Kermit the Frog. Go Antifa. Oh, and for the Antifa guy who came to my page and said, keep flapping my gums. How am I doing so far, sexy pants? Was that a threat? Here's the cool thing, man. I got 17 friends and they can all run faster than your friends. You guys bring your bottle and fireworks and I'll bring a Glock and you'll lose. Nice threat. Karens. Holy crap. Karens everywhere. All of them. Every Karen. Even if your name's Kelly from Colorado, you still have blonde short hair and you're now a Karen. Would you please stop buying all the toilet paper? I don't understand what the hell you think's going on. This is not a uh, something about a virus or intestinal issue. This is a cold and it's a bad one. And it can affect people and turn into something much more severe. But why are you buying all the toilet paper? Can someone please tell me what's going on? What does toilet paper have to do with this virus? What about antibiotics? What about coffee? What about meat? What about preparation H? What about ruffles? There are so many other things you could buy, but toilet paper. I understand it's a necessity, but there's so many other things that are more important than toilet paper. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it from nine months ago, and now it's happening again. I only have so many Time magazines left, and I've already decided I'm not buying this issue. So can we stop buying all the toilet paper, Karen? And no, there's no manager for you to speak with if I've offended you with this show. Tough crap. We don't have an HR department. Go to PetSmart and ask for their manager. Facebook. I have nothing bad to say about Facebook. They are the greatest people in the world. Social media. Awesome. They love us. They want to take care of us. Uh, they're, they're Twitter. Facebook. They don't censor anybody. They just want us to have free speech at all times. And I certainly am loyal. Beyond reproach to the almighty Facebook. Facebooking. And Twitter. And, and YouTube farce fembisina. Fantastic. I love you. All hail. Zeke Heil to Facebook and YouTube. The freest of the free social media companies in the world. Do you think they might watch that video? Because <laughs> I think I'm going to get banned. AIDS. We haven't heard from AIDS in a while. When is it going to make a comeback? Because it's 2020, folks, and AIDS still has three, way, three weeks left to make a comeback. So please wrap the jimmy. Get the sex packet. Put it on, folks. Two become one, like the Spice Girls say. But before you do that, put on a condom. Because God knows if we allow the door to open, AIDS will make a stunning comeback in the next three weeks. That could be our inanimate object of the year. Kids. Kids are in a tough place. They're watching us. They're watching the news. They're listening. They're seeing that we refuse to wear masks that we stick grandma and grandpa, their lovely, our lovely parents, in convalescent homes too early. But honey, I'm only 62. Shut up and get in there, old woman. We shove them in these convalescent homes, and we decide to be selfish and see them one last time without a mask. Our kids are watching, and they're saying, just wait, mom and dad. You think you were bad. Hold our beers. They're going to shove us in when we're 49. They're going to th- just lock the door and throw away the key. And God forbid that COVID-46 shows up at that time. They probably just won't wear masks. They'll probably cough on us in our sleep. We're raising a bunch of evil Eddie Munsters, and they're watching you. 
act with a little more maturity and decorum, will you? I don't want to be snuffed out in my sleep when I'm 65, eating chicken noodle soup and watching Matlock. My God, people. And the best thing that could possibly happen to us next year, because how can 2021 be any worse? Well, a meteorite could hit us on January 1st. And honestly, that's maybe what's next. The way this has gone. Do you guys remember the large deaths that happened? I think it was back in 14, 2014 when everybody died, including Hans Gruber, Severus Snape, uh, uh, David Bowie, Prince, I think. I, I mean, there were just tons of amazing people who died actors and musicians and writers and we couldn't get away with it and everybody said this is the worst year ever on record well 2020 has something to say about it and the way 2020 is going is i don't think it's going to turn into 2020 we're going to have 2020 end and then that's going to be it that meteor is going to wipe us out so time maybe you could get ahead of the article because i don't think it'll be released that meteor is going to smack into us any day now and god forbid if it does because maybe we just all need to start over the dinosaurs realized their time was done. Maybe we should realize the same thing. And then who can forget the dummies? Who? The don't unfriend me's because everyone else was taken. But the don't unfriend me's are an amazing lot. They've grown and the live shows have become fantastic. In fact, you could see I took the curse words out of the logo because we've gotten so good about not cussing, even though I've dropped a couple in this show. I'm very, very proud of the dummies. We've seen growth from the listening crew. People are starting to come around and they're saying, okay, maybe the conspiracy theories are too much. Or I can see that side. Holy moly. Or you know what? You're right and I'm wrong. Holy crap. Something that's never been said on Facebook ever. How come the dummies aren't the people of the year? That is monumental. That is like a Nobel Peace Prize in the waiting because no one has ever won an argument on Facebook, but somehow we always argue. We always disagree. And at the end of the show, we always come around and we somehow find a way to not defriend each other. And really, isn't that probably the best thing that's happened in 2020? I sure think so. And it's not a selfless plug. I want to leave you with a couple thoughts tonight. First, Big Brother. I was reading something. It was really interesting. When I was a kid, I read 1984 by Orwell, and it was terribly disturbing, not because of all the prognostications and the predictions, it, because it was boring as hell, and I couldn't relate it to anything. And just like Animal Farm and other books that I read, Catcher in the Rye, I didn't like them at all. And Moby Dick, I thought, was just a fat, bloated whale, and who really cared anyway? Just turn it into a tuna fish sandwich and get it over with. But in time, I've learned to love to read. And as I was listening to the news and I was reading all the things that came across, I heard one of the commentators say Big Brother. And it wasn't about actual Big Brother. It was about a stupid TV show, Big Brother. And all of a sudden, everything clicked. And it was like the butterfly effect and the Chinese syndrome went ahead and clicked in my head. And I was aglow with transient thought. And I went back to my childish days of not being able to put two words together. And I remember 1984 and a passage that was in this book that scared the living hell out of me. And I'm going to read it to you today. Now, Nostradamus, my dad said it best. Even I can make 12,000 predictions and put them all the way in the future. And one or two of them are going to be right. 
That pretty much sums up Nostradamus. But George Orwell was eerily correct about just about everything. Mr. Orwell wrote, Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. George Orwell, 1984. If you have not read that book, read it now, and I will tell you it should be made a sequel called 2020 because it is terrifying how accurate that book is and Big Brother is most assuredly watching. The last story I want to leave you with is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Every night we do our veteran focus and we'll talk about veterans and that's brought to you by the Veteran Crisis Hotline that they have no idea they brought it, but we're just going to go ahead and keep giving them credit because I don't think they would mind. But the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, it's an amazing story. Always standing guard despite inclement weather. Soldiers assigned to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, 4th Battalion, 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, the Old Guard, maintain the highest standards and tradition of the U.S. Army and this nation while keeping a constant vigil at our nation's most sacred shrine. Since uh, July 2nd, 1937, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier has been guarded continuously, without fail, no matter the circumstances. The Sentinel's Creed, lines 7 through 10, Through the years of diligence and praise and the discomfort of the elements, I will walk my tour in humble reverence to the best of my ability. And it has been guarded since 1937. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is an amazing place, and there is a lot of history, but there's also a lot of conspiracy around it. There's many nuances and there's many things that aren't true. And if you go on to... Uh, look up the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. The government page is actually ran there, and they have a great FAQ section, which you can learn all about it, including that it's a lifetime of servitude and you cannot talk and your vow to celibacy and silence. Listen, it's not Catholics, folks, at least when it comes to little boys. Okay, that was a joke. Where's my rim shot? Don't get mad at me. So the point is, is that there is no celibacy. There's no vow of secrecy, uh, but there is some interesting things. Their guns are not loaded. They're just for ceremony. They spend hours upon hours of preparing for drill, making sure their uniforms are crisp and clean. 18 months is the standard service for that, but there is no obligation and they can stop at any time. And they actually have been instructed several times to stand down and no longer guard the tour due to inclement weather and danger. And every single soldier who has guarded that tomb has said, no, I will stand guard no matter what. Folks, I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please remember, like, share, and subscribe. I will see you live tonight. That little button over there, that little button over there, there's a red envelope underneath. You can click that on YouTube and you can subscribe to my channel. Please like, follow, and share as well. It is extremely important. And lastly, as we go on out every night, the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1, 22 veterans commit suicide a day during the holiday months, 24 to 25 do, and PT. 
PTS is a very real thing. It's not a disorder. It's something that happens to extremely brave people doing scary, scary things. If you can't reach out to a veteran, if you're afraid that maybe you can't communicate like a veteran to veteran can, reach out to me. There's other people here on the show who will be happy to help you. And if that doesn't work, go to donutfriendme.com. Click on VCL, uh, which is the button on the top of the page, and you will be taken to a Skype call that will connect you with a counselor. And if you are not a veteran, they will help you as well. Folks, I appreciate you. That was episode 60. I hope you had a good laugh tonight and had some fun. I will see you tonight. I'm out. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>